Welcome to Holy Savior Sermons, bringing you the weekend sermons given at Holy Savior Church. How many of you like to uh, go flying, like in an airplane? How many of you don't like flying in an airplane? It's kind of a mixed group here. How many of you, when you have flown, whether you love flying or not, have been, you know, going along, enjoying your trip, maybe eating some of that delicious airplane food, when without warning, you're eating and drinking and talking, and suddenly you're, whoo, 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 whoo. Well, maybe not quite like that, but you know when, when you hit that turbulence and your stomach suddenly is in your brain, and then your stomach is down in your toes. How many of you like that kind of flying? I flew some this year already, and, and I had one of those, and that was, that was not fun. When you hit that turbulence, especially when you didn't know that it was going to happen. It's one thing if the pilot says, you know, hey, we're going to hit some turbulence, just hold on. You know, or if you're in the middle of a thunderstorm, you know it's going to be bumpy. But when you are just not expecting, and suddenly, you know, there it is. Your stomach is in your brain, and your stomach is in your toes. It's just nerve-wracking, kind of this white-knuckle experience. You know, sometimes life is like that. I mean, sometimes life is like you're going along and suddenly you're up and you're down and you're just holding on for dear life and you've got to trust the pilot knows what the pilot is doing is going to get you through the turbulence. Well, this morning we're going to take a look at Psalm 46, not John. Sorry, that's my mistake. Psalm 46, especially these words here from verse 10. And let's read these words together. Be still and know that I am God. I rule the nations, I rule the earth. You know, we, we, we live in a complex and troubling world, a world filled with trouble, a world filled at times with those kind of white knuckles, stomach in your brain, stomach in your toes moments. And sometimes when we face those moments, it is so overwhelming. We, we feel like things are so out of control that we, there's nothing we can do. It's terrifying. Sometimes, you know, the storm is kind of like in Nebraska. The storm just comes rolling in out of nowhere, and there's no escaping the storm. Did that, you know, last month, too. Went to pick my son up in Omaha from the airport, and there was a little bit of rain leaving Lincoln, and then it was just, I mean, traffic came to almost a stop. You just, no escaping the storm. And sometimes it's, there's like just no escaping the storms of life, the troubles and the complexity of life that we face. But as we look here at Psalm 46, and these words, you know, are perhaps some of the more familiar words from Scripture, from the Bible. And whether they're familiar to you or not, they speak to us. They speak to you in your life, especially in the moments when it's a white-knuckled, stomach-in-your-brain, stomach-in-your-toes experience. So let's take a look at these words, and let's pull these words apart as we do that. You know, this psalm, go back, don't go so fast. There we go. Uh, these words here, um, now I lost my train of thought picking on you for that, sorry. <laughs> these moments, uh, this psalm is written, sorry, now I'm scatterbrained. This psalm is written in the context of a time that was troubling for God's people. I mean, we find actually this is, a, this is in a longer section of scripture where God is speaking to people in troubling moments, in the complexity and the difficulties of life. And God says these words to them. Be still and know that I am God. I rule the nations. 
I rule the earth. We don't know the exact situation that the psalmist is writing about. We have some ideas from some of the other surrounding scriptures in the Old Testament. But God's people often faced troubles. They faced nations. They came in around them. They felt threatened and overwhelmed by more powerful nations. Even though God had defeated their enemies in the past, you know, again, when they were threatened, when life seemed difficult and challenging and complex, it was a white-knuckle experience. They doubted and they struggled and they just began to, you know, have that turmoil in their heart, in their stomach. And we face moments like that too. We may not be surrounded by, you know, an enemy surrounding our city, but we have those moments we feel like we are surrounded. When life is overwhelming, whether it's, it's personal, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, or whether it's just the things moving around in the world all around us. So as we take a look at this psalm, we're going to pull this apart here, especially this verse 10, and see how God speaks into our lives. Okay, now we're ready for the next slide. We'll start with these words, be still. Now, be still, I don't know about you, that's really hard for me sometimes to be still. That's why I've been called the Energizer Bunny, or Hammy is the pastor who preached when I first came here years ago. Be still. The word in Hebrew more, more literally means to cease, to let go. Cease when you're struggling, let go of what you're holding on to. So as we, as we hear these words, be still, you know, cease what you're striving at, then the image that really comes to mind from this language is that, that there's two engaged in the battle. And if they would set down their swords and you know, be still, cease from their striving. Or maybe more, I think, modern terms, you know, when two brothers are fighting and, you know, like, mom steps in and, you know, pulls them apart. Be still. Because it's when they are still, when they are seizing from their striving, that they can see who God is. And seeing who God is in the midst of those turmoil, tumultuous moments, those white-knuckle moments, that can change everything. Not even not in the turbulence around us, but in how we journey through this turbulence. In many ways, it's like Moses. When Moses spoke to God's people, and this is here from Exodus 14, and I put this in the context before we read these words, God's people have been slaves in Egypt for a long, long time, for generations. And now God had, after the ten plagues, is going to bring them into their new home. Pharaoh, after the tenth plague, is like, you guys get out of here. I don't want you. Go. They pack up their bags. They're moving to the promised land. And then the Pharaoh says, wait a second here. That was a dumb thing to do. That's our, like, slave labor. And so he rallies, you know, all of his troops, the chariots, and they go chasing after the Israelites. So the Israelites are thinking things were good. They've got the Red Sea in front of them, and suddenly behind them, they've got the Pharaoh's army. You talk about complexity and certainty and troubling moments. And it's in those moments that Moses speaks these words from Exodus 14. And let's read this together. Moses answered the people, don't be afraid, stand still, and see what the Lord will do to save you today. Don't be afraid, stand 
still and see what the Lord will do. It's because when we cease from our striving, when we are still, they were better able to see what the Lord will do in the midst of what's going on in our world and in our lives. Be still and, what's next? Know that I am God. What does it mean to know that God is God? Well, you know, the word know here is more than just like, well, I've got head knowledge about who God is. It's about observing. It's about, about acknowledging who God is. This is the same word that's used in Genesis. When after the flood and Noah's been on this big old boat for a long time, and the waters are beginning to recede, you know, he sends out this dove. And the dove come back, comes back with an olive leaf. Let's read these words together. The dove came to him in the evening, and in his beak was a freshly plucked olive leaf. Then Noah knew that the water was gone from the earth. So when Noah saw the dove with a freshly picked olive branch, leaf, in its beak, he what? He knew. And, and knowing what he's doing, is here, he, he is observing he sees that this dove is bringing back this olive branch. And so he knows because he sees. And so we know, when we know that God is God, it means we know who our God is. And who is our God? Well, you know, here's for those of you who are longtime Lutherans, you know, dust off your catechism, if you know where it's at. Open up to the characteristics of God. And see some of the characteristics of who God is. And the Catechism, if you don't know what that is, it's a great little book that kind of just takes all kinds of teachings in Scripture and condenses them into a couple chief teachings. And a part of that is teaching who God is. God is, God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present. God is faithful. God is love. God is sovereign. God, God is the God who is always there for us. And ultimately, if we're going to say, well, how do we know God? How do we experience God? We know God and we experience God in the way that he's made himself most especially known in his son, Jesus Christ. And the one who stepped out of heaven into our earthly world, into the trouble-filled world, our trouble-filled lives. And he gives his life for us on the cross. He defeats our sins. He defeats Death defeats the devil as the one who rises from the grave. So when we know God, this is the one that we know. The one who promises to be with us, to be with you always. Be still and know that I am God. Now as we take that moment to be still and to know that God is God, then we hear the rest of these words here from Psalm 46. It says, I rule the nations, I rule the earth. Depending on your translation, it might say, I'm exalted. You know, I'm exalted, I rule. I'm the one that oversees all things. Even when it feels like, you know, your plane is taking a nosedive and goes back up again and dives again, and you're just kind of rattled. And you got to trust who? you got to trust the pilot. So much the same way, we've got to trust the pilot. Even when we hit turbulence in life, the one who is piloting us through life is our God, is our Savior Jesus. 
I rule the nations and I rule the earth. Now, that's easier said than done. God's people often, you know, um, try to align themselves with other nations and other gods. Especially when they felt uncertainty, when things seemed a bit complex and troublesome. That's why the prophets often spoke to them, trying to remind them, reassure them that God is God. Isaiah the prophet did this. Isaiah says these words here. This is two slides, and let's read this together. This is what the Almighty Lord, the Holy One of Israel says. You can be saved by returning to me. You can have rest. You can be strong being quiet by trusting me. But you don't want that. So you can be saved. You just trust me. I'm here for you. I am the God who is all-powerful. I am the God who is all-knowing, all-present, who is faithful and true to his promises, the God who loves you, the God who has redeemed you and saved you again and again and again, who forgives you and loves you, even though you walk away from me again and again. And you align yourself with these other nations and these other gods. Now, we may not think of ourselves as aligning ourselves with other nations and other gods, but just be reflective for a moment. When you face troubles, when life is difficult and complex, whether it's, you know, internal, whether it's physical, emotional, spiritual, relational, whether it's just the things going on around you, what are some of the things that you run to? I'm not going to tell you, you know, I've got to think about this myself, the things that I run to that I align myself with. Now, the great thing about God as we hear through the prophet Isaiah and through all the other prophets and we read through the Old Testament is as much as the people would align themselves with other nations and other gods, God is true. He's faithful to forgive and always present. The same is true for us. We align ourselves with things in this world, things we want to accumulate or things we want to see or do or consume. And yet God is still true to his promise to love us and forgive us in Jesus. To reassure us that the God of the nations, the God of this world is God who died for this world. That we might live through his grace and forgiveness. Let's read those words again. Psalm 46 verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. I rule the nations. I rule the earth. So, you know, how do we do this? How do we take this psalm in and make it part of our lives? I'm going to give you three habits that I think are good habits, practices for our faith. And whether especially it's in a very troubling time or just, you know, on a regular basis. And this is a habit that I use in my life, not every day, but I, especially when I find things troubling and unsettling or complex and overwhelming. First habit is turn off. Turn off all of the news, all of the social media. I mean, we, you read about this a lot more nowadays, about turning things off. It's real practical. Because you know what? If you don't turn it off, what are you doing? You're just filling yourself with all those things that make you anxious and overwhelmed. And you have that white-knuckle experience. Turn it off. Imagine if you just turn everything off for a whole day. If Monday and Labor Day, part of what you do, and not laboring on Labor Day, you should turn all that stuff off. No social media, no news, just turn it off. Habit number two, so you turn things off. Habit number two is you tune in. Turn off all those crazy 
noisy things and tune in to God's Word. You know, we talk about God's Word. This is His revealed knowledge. This is how God has revealed Himself to us as a God who is all-knowing, all-powerful, always present, who is compassionate, who is full of mercy and love, who is with us as Jesus promised always. We tune in. To his word. That's the reason, you know, as a pastor, you know, that, that we encourage you, and many of you do this, to tune into God's word on a daily basis. So you turn off, tune in, and then step out. Now, step out, again, there's a lot more written from psychology that talks about stepping out. And when I talk about stepping out, I mean, step out into God's creation. And God's creation, you know, one of the ways we talk about God's creation, his word is his revealed knowledge, and creation is God's natural knowledge. Enjoy the beauty of God's creation. It's such a beautiful day like today. Now, again, I said this is something that I do, you know, as part of my faith practices, some habits I have to help me as I'm growing in Jesus. You know, it's like tune in, turn off, wait, turn off, tune in, step out. Here's an example. I love what I love. I do love. I do love to go for a run, sometimes more so than others. Some mornings I only love a run after I've got into the run. But one of the things I do sometimes when I go for a run is, you know, sometimes I've got music going, and it's a good beat music because I'm running fast, and I want to run with the, you know, the music. But sometimes you're like, you know what, I'm going to, like, just listen to nothing. Or if I listen to something, it's something quiet and, and, and peaceful. Sometimes as I run, I do that, and I've got maybe a, you know, a scripture in my head, like Psalm 46, verse 10, and I'm just going to mull that over as I go for a run. That helps if I'm getting kind of tired or achy or out of breath, mulling over God's word. And I ask, you know, what does this mean for my situation right now? And of course, if I'm going for a run, you know, I can do that on the treadmill. It's a little more, not as easy on the treadmill, but I love to hit the pavement or go out into a, a path somewhere and be out in God's creation. Turn off, tune in, step out. Another way that I do this, especially this time of the year, it's fall. And fall means sometimes, especially early fall, warm days and what? Cool evenings. And one of the things I love to do in a cool evening is to get the fire pit, get the fire going. You know, especially then after the fire's been going for a while and it begins to dwindle, there's just those embers. And sometimes everyone else has gone back in the house and I just sit outside and it's quiet. You know, and, and again, I, I tune in to God's word. It doesn't have to be a gigantic piece, just sometimes that one verse, like Psalm 46, verse 10. You know, and of course, I'm outside because there's a fire pit. There's no fire pit inside the house. It'd be crazy. But sit outside and just enjoy being out in God's creation, seeing the stars and the handiwork of God in creation. Reminding me that the universe is so big, and yet my God is bigger than the universe. You know, we live in a complex, trouble-filled world. And sometimes, sometimes the world we live in, sometimes the lives we live, it really feels like we're on that plane and our stomach is in our brains and it's in our toes. And we're white-knuckled. And while we have no control of what's going on outside of us, we trust who? We trust the pilot. And so in life, we trust the one who pilots us. We trust our God. We trust our Savior, Jesus. In the Holy Savior, you know, we talk about growing in Jesus and sharing his love. So if we're going to grow in Jesus, one of the ways we grow in Jesus is we can, you know, turn off, tune in, and step out. Growing in Jesus means that, you know, it doesn't happen just in the vacuum in a classroom. Growing in Jesus happens as we live life. 
as we live life together as a family of God, and as we live life trusting the Savior Jesus who pilots us. So I give you a, a challenge as you go forward into this new week and this new month. What is one action you can take today to be still and know that God is God? Let's pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks and praise that you are God. You are the God who is always there. You are the God who is all-knowing, all-powerful. You are the God who stepped into our world in your son Jesus and gave us life for us. Lord, sometimes our lives are trouble-filled. Remind us, Lord, in the midst of all of our troubles and uncertainties, you are the one piloting us. We are in your care. We pray this, Jesus, in your name. Amen. For more information about Holy Savior, including service times and location, please visit holysavior.org. Thanks for listening, and until next time, God bless.